Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I've got two film guys. Um, really, really great guys. These are awesome, awesome guys. Um, so one of them, uh, the guy directly to my left, is um, Sir Bhattacharya. Um, he is a cinematographer, a longboard enthusiast, and um, he... I see him, you know, riding all over the east side in random places. And then across from me, I got Charles Arpin. He gives me a lot of really, really great film recommendations. Um, I always ask him whenever I need new movies to watch. Um, and he's also just got a skate video that just came out. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what these guys are up to and why they do what they do. Thank you guys for being on the show. Mm, for sure. Yeah. For sure. How are you guys, uh, how are your days going today? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, what'd you do? Um, I just got a haircut. Very nice. <laughs> woke up, Classic. Just got a haircut and came here. Yeah. Solid. Um, <laughs> very nice. Uh, what about you, Charles? Yeah, I woke up. Uh, the premiere was last night, so was a little bit hungover because of the Malloy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Where was it? Uh, it was at Sky High in Bayview. Okay. Sure. Down on uh, Kick. Okay. And um, yeah. what is like the skate video? Like, tell me a little bit. Like, I guess. So what it's the uh, a two-year, a two-year project with uh, my group of friends that I skate with. Uh, it's a street video, so it takes place entirely in the streets. That's usually what when you're a skateboarder that's the stuff that like matters that's what gets the but that's not what we're going for this is for fun you know um but my friend jeremy made the video i have the first section in it i opened it uh with a bunch of other friends uh on it. it's about 32 minutes pretty uh -huh. premiered last night and uh, it was definitely it was a surreal night for sure it awesome, awesome so is it, is it like i guess like what's the premise of the video is it just all so it's just the skating we've done in the streets for the past two years and there's been a lot of blood and a lot of sweat and a lot of tears at times throughout it. Quite literally, I imagine. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been quite the journey. It's like the end of an era now that it's done, but we'll be starting new projects soon. Yeah. yeah, and that's always what's, uh, I guess, um, that's always what's bittersweet about it. Yeah, um, that no, absolutely. Now that it's like one project's over, now what? Yeah. Um, have you ever fallen off your longboard? Yeah, multiple times. Many times, actually. Yeah. Usually, um, you know, I skate to campus a lot, and uh, there's a bunch of gravel on the roads. Um, I forget what street that is. I think it's Kenwood. There's always gravel okay, on sure. Kenwood, and like multiple times I've just, you know, hit a rock and just fallen Damn. off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I imagine there's blood, sweat, and tears in that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, it's, it's not the same thing as skateboarding by any means, but... You know. Yeah, yeah. I I can never ride a skateboard. I've failed miserably every time I've tried to. Um, I've I mean I've ridden a longboard a little bit. Like when my friends would have one, I would just like cop it and just like ride around like the street. But mm. I don't. But like I see people like racing down high speeds, like mm. down like you know Prospect and Farwell and those mm. like slanted streets. I see them like going full speed. I literally yesterday I walked past a dude that was like walking his dog or like well the, his dog was running but he was mm. like um literally like going with his dog on his fucking 
40 miles an hour longboard. And I'm like, how did, like, yeah. that's like, I, oh, yeah, I'd those, be terrified. Those boosted boards can go 25 miles per hour, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, I feel like there's just such a, there's so many risks to take with that, especially oh, yeah. if you're not coordinated. I'm mm -hmm. about it though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is cool though. I just go with it. <laughs> if I fall, it sucks. Mm. But it hasn't <laughs> happened like on the streets in a while, just like riding. Sure. The road's about okay. Sure. But I guess I've been riding my bike more. Yeah. 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 That's another thing I could use too. But um, so uh, we have one singular can of Ham's beer. Uh, <laughs> this is my last one. Um, product placement. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to get that sponsor. You know, I, I've been saying it in like episode after episode at this point. So fucking sponsor me, Hams. Um, but uh, you guys want to share it? Sure. Great. Sure. We, can, yeah. we can pass it around. You sure. Why not? Yeah. Want to hit this beer? <laughs> Go for it. Um, so what we talk about, a Mr. Nice Guy, we talk hmm. about love and fear. Um, I've had a myriad of film students. Um, being, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm, you guys have uh, a really, like, um, I guess, a very instinctive view of the world and when it comes to creativity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've been with, you know, people that study and do films that I'm with casually and, like, they'll be with me and they'll, we'll be in some, like, you know, interesting or aesthetically pleasing yeah. area and they'll be like, man, like this would be like a really cool shot right here. And yeah. then like, they'll start just like imagining <laughs> yeah. like camera angles. Oh yeah, we were just in the lobby there and there's that skylight coming down. And I was just telling Charlie to pose, like I've got yeah. that camera on like a, just instinctually. I yeah, yeah, and I, I just think that that's, um, uh, I don't know, I just, I like people like that, mm. that just, you know, are genuinely fascinated with the environment and just the, the external world in a creative sense. So I want to, I'll start with, um, with you, Sirbot, I guess, like what got you interested in doing films? What made, what, where did you originally begin seeing it as an outlet for yourself? Uh, um, um, interesting question because I guess my entire life, I knew that I was a creative person, that I was a storyteller, like from, as far as I can remember, I've always written stories, wrote like little comic books when I was a kid yeah. and whatnot, just in school. Um, I would say film specifically began, um, it wasn't really my, it wasn't really me. It was my grandfather. He, he I guess he, he sort of like had this dream or something that mm. I was a filmmaker and he bought me this camera. Oh, wow. And that was like where it sort of began like I just yeah. fell in love with this camera and like I just started making little movies when I was like 12 years old or something mm -hmm. like that and you know ever since then it just sort of grew and grew and grew and you know film is the only thing I ever want to do with my life like I, that is the reason I am living you know yeah. that's the reason I'm alive is to you know share my views on the wor world and you know how I feel about things yeah. just through the medium of film. Uh, can you recall like one of the first films like you ever made when you were that age and like I guess what it looked like? Uh, it looked terrible. It was called, um, the first movie I recall making was one called The Lost Purple Scarf and the, I just made it with my siblings and you know it's just about this <laughs> kid who like, my sister was like this girl who just, she lost her scarf and like everyone was like really greedy and they all wanted to like have the scarf that she yeah. had, and so it just uh, was like a sort of like a clue esque. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's an uh, it's an interpretive take on greed. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what it is. 
Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, I guess then, and then, so you made it into what you studied in school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess like uh, how is like the being part of UWM's film program like really enabled you to realize your goals? Yeah, it has given me, um, I would say, just you know, a space to practice and learn and I made a lot of friends you know over the past four or so years and worked on a lot of projects and you know the thing about being in film school is you know a lot of people will say you don't need necessarily need to do film school to do film which is absolutely true but I guess film school kind of puts you with other film you know filmmakers yeah yeah, yeah. and it puts you in that space and you know it allows you to grow with other people Mm -hmm. yeah no definitely especially and also helps you learning about different film technique techniques Mm -hmm. and strategies and whatnot uh charles how about you where did you begin seeing films Uh, well when i started skateboarding i started skating in seventh grade okay and then uh, pretty much ASAP after we all my friends kind of realized it's something that we wanted to really get into and uh, learn to love, you know, as we do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would we were making videos from like day one. I would yeah. just have my camera out. And, like I I I like to make this type of works. I make I make uh, documentary pieces, observational pieces, uh, portraits. So it's. It was always just easy to film skating for me, and then like I got good at that, and then it just kind of continued. And then also I've been like a, as you mentioned, like just like a film nerd since mm-hmm. fifth grade. I mean, I've always liked watching movies, but that's when I really like. You know, I watched The Ring, and that was <laughs> <laughs> the movie that apparently yeah. scared the shit out of everybody when yeah. they were seven, yeah. eight, nine. Well, that I, I watched it in sixth grade, and I actually was just so impressed by it. Yeah. I still will stand great by movie. it. That it is. It is a great movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I saw that, and I was just so impressed by it. Like, holy crap! Like the, it was like the mystery. You know, mm-hmm. I was just like, there's just so much to unlock in this. Mm-hmm. And then like, I loved that. And then after that, it was like. Jaws and, and watching those movies and then from there I just got so into that so yeah. with my second degree that I have which is for film studies uh, that's kind of where a lot of that come, it just blends so deep. sure yeah, sure I really am enjoying my time in school yeah absolutely um, yeah what is like I guess like where are the like primary distinctions between doing film and film studies is film studies more of like mm. the sort of the um it's theory yeah it's like and it's it's like it's not just taking apart films and people think like you know it's a pretentious major and whatnot it really isn't i mean it's just like analysis and trying to look at something differently like in our class i was in a classic hollywood class we had to watch uh a bunch of old movies which classic hollywood films are Mm -hmm. some of my favorite Mm -hmm. but we just had to look at them differently so like maybe for today's standards and when they came out, what was going on. So like, I think we watched All About Eve, which is okay. a Betty Davis movie yeah. for uh, the gender study week. Sure. You know, like studying gender roles in that and uh, similar stuff. Like mm-hmm. we watched musicals for like the gayness. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was awesome. It was just a great class. Yeah. So that's where that differs. But I still think there's a lot of film study in the film department. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Because they're always showing us movies, and they're Definitely. always they're always trying to get us to like oh, think yeah. more broadly about them. So yeah, and you're a, more of a cinematographer. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess like what 
helped. Shibata loves movies, though. Oh yeah, I know you. I know you. So I guess what made help made you made that be the aspect of filmmaking that connected with you and everything. Um, I would say I chose to do cinematography, and you know that encompasses lighting and whatnot. Um, mainly because. I enjoy being on set more than anything in the world. Yeah. Um, I love being on set and just how much work and like just when you put a lot of hard work into a project and you see the outcome, mm -hmm. it's you know it's very fulfilling. Um, and lighting and I I'm a person who just I love beauty. I love yeah. seeing beautiful things. I love making beautiful things and I love making things look pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, so lighting just you know speaks to me in a way. Sure. But. You know, that's not all I want to do with film. I, I guess I would say, like, cinematography is how I want to start now, like, get my foot in the door mm -hmm. in the film industry. But, you know, eventually I want to write my own things. I'm also, yeah. a, you know, I write a lot. You know? Sure. And I want to, you know, direct eventually. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, needless to say, film mm -hmm. is an, an incredibly multifaceted yeah, industry. Exactly. And mm -hmm. I think that you have to, in the same way that, I was a journalist uh, mm. studying journalism. Like I, even though I didn't particularly want to do certain mediums, like you know, mm. making sound slides and iMovie stories, mm. and you know, doing like a lot of the multimedia stuff. It's like I can do all that now because I learned it in school. Um, sure. Even though yeah. I primarily focused on music journalism, so. Um, yeah, uh, there seems to be a really uh, a striking relationship between skating and films, mm. uh, like. I mean, mid '90s, obviously, and like um, *Mind yeah. in the Gap*, really great movies slash documentary about skating. Mm -hmm. Shout um, out to Too Tall Dave and my boys that made appearances in *Mind in the Gap*. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I knew a lot of those dudes from a uh, summer camp I went to. Oh, really? So it's from Rockford, Illinois. Mm -hmm. It's just right, right down there. Literally, yeah. like not far at all. No. And um, yeah, I guess is it more of. I guess like where do you feel like that comes from like why like you know skating and film and films seem to be like uh, such a I didn't know this then but I know it now it's like really I'm, I'm glad that I did it because some people don't film any of their skating but going back on my YouTube that I'll never delete any of the videos mm -hmm. ever they, they mm -hmm. go back to 8th grade and you get to see me like pretty much like become a skateboarder yeah. and same with my friends channel uh, Miles, I'll never delete those videos because sure. that's just cool to have. But I don't know where it really like why we wanted to film it so much. I think it's because like we just got really into watching old like '90s skateboarding videos mm -hmm. and thought it was like looked cool to put together. Yeah. And I like I like editing stuff. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. You see the uh, the dumb documentary on the uh, oh the Big, Big Brother Brian? magazine. I did too. Yeah, that was a good one too. Because I like Big Brother magazine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. spectacular. I. Yeah, um, if we're gonna talk about movies that like fucked us up as kids, um, my number one movie that fucked me up senselessly was RoboCop. Oh, that's a violent movie. It was a dis awesome. disgustingly yeah. vile, violent movie. Mm -hmm. um, I remember watching that when I was nine with my dad, and um, literally like I was so terrified by that movie I like had to sleep in my mom's room for like a month but yeah. <laughs> I haven't even watched it since um, <laughs> it's so awesome yeah I mean Paul Verhoeven definitely like doesn't hold back oh he's I love him yeah you gotta get into the deep cuts for the Paul Verhoeven oh yeah uh, Black him. Book yeah um, and uh, fucking total, he did Total Recall too didn't yeah. he yeah you gotta see Hollow Man 
I okay. Yeah. Sure. Play. That's all I'll say. Sure. Yeah. What are some movies I guess that you know like uh, rattled you guys up as kids? Laid groundwork. Okay. I'm not sure if there's any specifically that I would say sort of fucked me up. I, I'm not sure if I can pinpoint a specific movie. Um, there's movies that you know have inspired me, but none right. that like. Yeah, no, none that like I remember haunting me. Yeah, as sure. a kid, um, I wasn't. I wasn't a scared kid. Like, when yeah. Movies. See, I was. I was. I was more <laughs> emotionally like affected. Uh, yeah, like, yeah exactly. Because like exactly. I, I do remember, ET was the first movie that really made me cry. And I don't mm-hmm. cry at it anymore. Mm-hmm. But another one was like I couldn't watch Return of the Jedi at a certain point, and like I don't need to watch it now because I don't uh, like yeah, it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Besides the point. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd have to like leave the room when Yoda died when I was like sure because I couldn't handle it. But Uh now I watch it and I'm like, dang, that really affected me. I must have. I mean, I've always loved Star Wars. As a kid, like that must have. I I guess I was. I knew I was really into it, but Mm -hmm. can't cry at Yoda anymore. Mm -hmm. Doesn't feel the same. Yeah, Yeah. I remember also the like. There's a scene in Toy Story 2 that I had to like, I was terrified of. You just watched it two nights ago. Really? <laughs> this, the, the garbage can nightmare scene. Oh, with like yeah. all the arms. Like, yeah. 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 Dude, I also didn't, I was surprised uh, when I rewatched Toy Story 2 because that's the one, it's bizarre. I've seen that the least, and I feel like really? most people have seen that the most. Yeah. But I have because my grandma, you know, gave me the DVDs of the first two, and the second one was always missing. I don't know where it was, so I always watch the first, but the second one's really good. Mm. But then oh, yeah. I was like anticipating that scene with the Sarah McLaughlin song, and I was like, mm. "Oh, this is gonna make me cry!" And like, I was just stone faced throughout it. I, didn't <laughs> cry at all. Like, I was just like, if anything, it's kind of manipulative. Like, sure. They know what that song's doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is my yeah. only problem with the toy with Pixar movies. Sometimes yeah. I feel like they're a little emotionally manipulative. We were just we were just talking about that on my last episode actually. Yeah. Oh the new Toy Story was great, but there's just like you you don't need to play you got a friend credits for you're gonna make me cry. And like I don't want to, but you're gonna make it happen because Because they know it's gonna just like manipulative. It'll solicit like a deliberate emotional interaction from people. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, Absolutely. Charles, I know you're into movies about troubled youth. Um, you actually got you got me into a lot. I get. I, I like those. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You're you're fond of them. Mm-hmm. You literally introduced me to what might be my favorite movie of all time, and that's Happiness by Todd Salon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is yeah. like it might be oh, yeah. like my favorite movie of all time. Great movie. I think about it almost every I single day. I got a poster day. for that one. Do you? It's yeah. it's hard yeah. not to think about. I know. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, you feel so dirty after you watch it. I know. Because like. um, it's I don't know. It's it's not even necessarily like the the loose like the, mm-hmm. the character arcs that yeah. sort of intersect everybody like i know that's kind of like what w- what would be the plot but it's more sure. of just the theme of like all like the fucked up shit that can happen in like you know a basic family like suburban life mm-hmm. and okay, i that's another thing i like movies i gotta listen about that too. i like yeah. movies about the suburbs yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. like the part where like um i'm not even gonna like go into detail but the part at the end like toward the end of the movie when um like the dad is talking to his kid oh, yeah, and yeah, his kid is crying yeah. is like probably like one of the most haunting scenes I've ever seen in my entire I life. Think, mm-hmm. I think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny. Of, it can be it's pretty dark. Yeah. It, it, it definitely um yeah, it, it can uh 
it can bring out a lot of different emotions depending on maybe who you're watching it with or how you yeah. feel when you're watching all of it. His, all of his movies are like that. I've seen. Yeah. I haven't seen. I've seen I need to see more. Them. Welcome to the Dollhouse and yeah, um, sure. I'd recommend Palindromes. It's okay. from 2004. That one's mm -hmm. really weird. It's like about a. Actually, it's Don Wiener's cousin from Welcome to the Dollhouse. He, he, all the movies are slightly interconnected. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But, Have you got uh, that would be crazy. Have you guys ever seen this? Is another crazy one. Have you guys seen the Dave Cronenberg movie Crash? No, I but I want to. Oh yeah, that one's a, that one's another really fascinatingly like vile movie because it's like it's about the, this like cult of people that like are get sexually gratified from car crashes mm. and it's yeah. I mean it's violent but it, and it's perverted but it's a movie that makes you like think about just you know mm. how fucked up human beings can yeah, be yeah exactly. <laughs> um, i like david cronenberg yeah i need to watch more of his movies as well um but i don't know i guess like i mean i've always been a huge movie admirer like i yeah um as i like uh in the last like maybe two years or so like i've been watching movies a lot more like immediately and more like intentionally yeah, yeah. rather yeah. than like I used to watch movies where it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm with friends and I just like a social catalyst sort of yeah. thing yeah. to put this on. But no, like I actively watch movies throughout the day mm -hmm. whenever I have time. Oh, yeah. um, mm -hmm. Last movie I watched was uh, the Greg Araki movie, uh, Kaboom. Oh, nice. Um, which was, have you seen that one? No, I, I like his, I tried watching his newer ones. They're real candy poppy and like yeah. stuff. And it's not, I don't like him as much as his older stuff. Yeah, Mysterious Skin is an, another incredibly powerful movie. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, I did watch the, the new Paul Dano movie, uh, Wildlife. Oh yeah. How was that? You know, I, it was really good. Okay. It was really good. I remember people talking about it and it just kind of faded away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know about it until like recently. Um, and uh, no, it was his directional debut. And um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a good movie about like, um, I guess like. Uh, it's it's kind of a tale about like um, emotional coping with like loss or tragedy or sure, that kind okay. of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say it was a really really well done movie. Um, yeah, I guess what are uh, what, like um, what are some movies you guys have been seeing lately or have been into that have just I guess been like inspiring you? Um, right now, um, in the midst of writing my senior thesis, I've really clung on to Punch Drunk Love for some reason. Mm, that's a great fucking movie. That movie and I've been rewatching it like over and over and like I've seen it like three times in the last month. Honestly it might so be Adam good. Sandler's like best yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love that movie. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but like recently? recently? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh what did I watch recently? I watched this uh, Francis Ford Coppola movie called One from the Heart. Okay. Yeah, I like musicals a lot, um, and it's it's really weird. I would highly recommend it. First cinematography, it's Vistor mm. Vittorio Storaro. Welcome. Yeah, got your books now. And, uh, okay. It's this weird, like, I think there's no way that Damien Chazelle hasn't seen it. There's no, no way, because it, it feels just like La La Land, gotcha. like, tone-wise. Okay. The entire movie basically feels like that dreamland at the end. Oh, like, okay. It's this, like, yeah. weird, like... LA-based musical with like neon lights and every room is like purple and then like the next room is like yellow with light. Mm, like, it's like okay. beautiful. 
And uh, it's got like Harry Dean Stanton, who I love. And uh, oh yeah, he's he's been in a lot of David Lynch movies. He's the shit. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tom Waits does a soundtrack. Oh, tight. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's really cool. That one like definitely blew me away, just because I'm a big fan of like. Uh, like a beautiful disaster, like these movies that that were just so overblown or, you know, suck, but still have so much yeah. good stuff in it. Like like Watchmen. That's kind of why I enjoy that. Sure. I'm trying to add more like cult movies to my list. No, um, I got those for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, movies that just kind of have like such a, a niche. Like um, yeah. I. Uh, probably one of the most disturbing movies, another really disturbing movie I've ever seen was Pink Flamingos. Oh yeah, I'm a big John Waters fan. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Huge, huge fan. We're going to the Criterion sale after. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 that's exciting. I'm probably going to get another John Waters movie. <laughs> oh, sure. But that was, that opened that an entire, insane. it opened a yeah. whole new door. I will say though, the more John Waters movies I watch, that one definitely isn't as good. As really? Movie. Well, like, it's disturbing, but like, I think Female Trouble is better. Okay. Like you should see that. Okay. That one is maybe more disgusting, but it's wow. just, there's like certain parts that are more entertaining in that one, but it's still just divine being an absolute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 divine being amazing. Divine being like the absolute like, like the fringe of being extra. Yeah. And if you like movies uh, about the suburbs, he made a really good one with Kathleen Turner right before she got really weird looking from all the plastic surgery. Sure. Uh, Serial Mom, which is about a mother in the suburbs that starts killing her like sons and daughters bullies and like husbands wow. bullies. It's really weird. Fascinating. It's a interesting. Strange Ooh, social yeah. concept, but mm. it's got it's got some great stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like waters. Mm. I gotta I gotta add more movies from him to my list then. Um big Harmony Corinne fan. Mm. Um have you guys ever seen Trash Humpers? I've not seen Trash Humpers. <laughs> no, I've heard things. It's one of the weirdest fucking movies you'll ever see. Trash Humpers. I do not like Harmony Corinne. No, no. Oh, damn. I'm a fan of kids. I like but kids is like kids. Is kids great. has its yeah. place in time, but I think it kind of just is worth nothing now when I watch it. That's but right. I like uh, like half of Gummo. I have Gummo, and I do have Julian Donkey Boy because those are the two that I. Julian like. Donkey Boy is. I have I own that because of Warner. I'm a big big Warner advocate. Yeah, know? sure. But uh, I have, Gummo, I do- everything with the kids, awesome. Everything outside yeah. of that just gets so old. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't stand the beach bum. I don't know what it was. Sure. I thought it was a. I, I didn't like love it, but I thought yeah. it was a time. I didn't <laughs> like the style. I didn't like the style. I don't know what he's going for. I. Yeah, I guess like. Um, I mean, I thought Mr. Lonely was kind of trash. Not gonna lie. I haven't heard good things about. Yeah, that. it was probably the weakest of. Harmony's movies, but I liked Julian Donkey Boy a lot because, like, it's just yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, like it's just. I mean, for one, the film style yeah, was, cool. was great. Like, just mm. the graininess and just the obscurity that you can kind of like. I feel like the the graininess of like the the film quality sort of you can sort of equate to like Julian himself and like yeah. his mind and everything. Such a bizarre movie. I know Julian the Jam Jammer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but, uh, yeah, and then, like, um, I know these are, like, Larry Clark, technically, but I love Bully, um, I like, uh, uh, Ken Park a lot. What do you guys think of, uh, Spring Breakers? Did you see that one? I haven't seen it. I've seen some of it, uh, I 
thought it was alright. I don't think it's amazing. But Couldn't decide if I would. Some people love it. Yeah. It's got a yeah. huge cult following. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Couldn't decide if I liked it or not for like yeah. the longest time. It's hard. But it's yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's like using like high budget actors for like mm. a, an alternative art form. But mm-hmm. um, And some movies succeed in that, some don't. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I. I could be like honestly like I I know like I got a lot to balance, but if I could just like watch movies like all day every single day, I would because yeah, there's so many. Believe me. Yeah, I got a <laughs> stack right now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, just have to choose when you have so much to choose. From. I know. I'll be I'll be like pouring through like my list and can't decide on what I uh, want to watch. Or, like, yeah, you know. we need to watch somewhere. By Sofia Coppola. Yeah, I remember. And the apartment. And the apartment. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, I guess like uh, in the sen- in the context of like you know UWM's film department, like I feel like what I mean, it's obviously like um, UWM is a it's you know it's part of the UW system, it's a public school mm-hmm. and everything. But I feel like we have a very like art oriented film program Absolutely. at UWM where like definitely you don't have to go to like you know school at Columbia College or something to. Mm. Pay no. so much, so much fucking more money to get a similar experience of like film style and everything. I guess like, um, I guess, how do you feel about like you know, you know, like what do you appreciate about the program? Well, how do you feel like it could be improved? Um, I would say what I appreciate a lot is that they definitely, um, I like a lot of people have gone to the school and we have this. Uh, sort of these experimental film classes, which, you know, some people, it's not their thing. I like it, I think Charlie, you know, we lean towards more of the experimental stuff. Um, but they really try and open your minds to other ways of thinking of things. Yes. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not necessarily even about film itself sometimes, it's just about, you know, the people. Yeah, <laughs> and um, philosophy. philosophy, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, it's about ideologies and, um, I think the one thing that could be improved is, you know, we have that experimental side. I do also think we need to balance that out with more sort of like technical and production classes. It has been getting better. It has been getting better been, just because been of technology. They've been given a lot of options the last like years. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. but there's like usually a place for every job on. Like there's like an art direction class, there's a cinematography class, mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Well, there's like a post-production sound class, but like they should have like you know, like an on-set sound, mm-hmm. you know, for capturing sound, oh, you're yeah. actually like there. Yeah. I think that would help a lot. But um, I think it's important to be able to, to, you know, send these filmmakers out into the world and, you know, have them doing, you know, artistic or different things, mm-hmm. but also having the technical um, knowledge to balance that out. Because otherwise, otherwise they can just make stuff and people won't really care, you know. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just gotta, you know, like a, yeah, yeah, that, makes, that definitely makes sense. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes like some favoritism and whatnot. And I think yeah. there's what gets difficult is after portfolio, there's some kids that are just slacking mm-hmm. and they're in yeah, the same definitely. classes as these people that are like really, really talented. Mm-hmm. And it's like hard when you're put up against people. I know that sounds really mean. Yeah, I mean, there's people who care a lot, they, and then there's people who just kind of It's the people who are right. slack. Yeah, yeah. Right. The people that clearly right. aren't putting in yeah. any effort, and like, you just don't really understand why they are still here. Yeah, yeah. They don't yeah. care about it, and I just don't like... I think you'll, and you'll get that with any they study. They need to be a little yeah. bit more selective, maybe. I, 
it sounds mean, but it's true. It, it, it no, it makes sense. I mean, I can, I can attest. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, I felt that way about, like, you know, people that were in the journalism program that yeah. I felt like, you know, just kind of weren't. They were doing assignments. They weren't doing like work, you know. Yeah. Like they were doing it for a grade, but not because they actually like yeah. really enjoyed yeah. the, the telling the story, and, mm -hmm. and they you know were eager to learn more and everything like that. Like I think, and I think that you'll get that with any, whether it's a creative form or a more, you know, or even if it's something like fucking science. You know? I think that one of the I think one of the, the I imagine is like one of the biggest challenges with filming. And this could just be me as like an outsider seeing it, but like, I feel like casting is like a big challenge. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, half yeah. of your job when you're directing is casting. Let's say over half of it is because you need to pick the right people to portray these characters. Um, and Milwaukee doesn't have a giant casting pool. I mean, we have actors. Um, they might not be the greatest, but you know, if you're pulling them from other places like Chicago or you know yeah. other cities, um, that might be great, but. I, I wouldn't say we have a, a lot of acting talent here. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're preparing your senior thesis. Have you yeah. uh, done it already, or no? I've shot some of it, but I need to get rolling on that. But I'm not okay. gonna get into that. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's, yeah. Tough. it's tough for the tricks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. So um, I guess like, uh, what are you anticipating with your thesis? Like, um, like what? What intimidates you, but what also makes you excited about it? I would say intimidating-wise is um, I'm sort of trying to write this script right now um, and create a, craft a story. Um, and that's just been the hardest part. I've been writing for like eight months now. And wow. It's, you know, it's, I'm not a perfectionist, but I do think that there are certain things that, you know, yeah, need to be in place for it to be good. Um, and I, I think the most fun part of the thing I'm looking forward to the most is just making it and having, like you said, like I want to have actors embody the characters that I'm mm -hmm. writing because I, I'm a big fan of just being on set and having that energy and chemistry there and you can feel that, you know, mm -hmm. that's super important. Oh, to me. Yeah. It's like you have to be able to like be emotionally there with them. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I'm excited because I want to, I want to be able to experience that. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, I guess, uh, yeah. In terms of your own film goals right now, like what, what, like what's on your plate besides, you know, uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I just gotta work on that, keep it going, maybe start a few skate projects. What about the documentary uh, format, like, uh, I guess, you know, oh. draws you in? Oh, uh, I don't like making narrative films. Sure. <laughs> That's what we defer. I love yeah. that. Narratives are probably uh, the ones I yeah. make. <laughs> I think I just watch so many, I watch like too many movies that at a point, I just don't know what to think of anymore. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, my creativity comes from a different place, I think. Yeah, and that's, and, that's okay. And uh, I like working on sets a lot. Like, I like doing sound. That's, like, one thing about documentary that interests me, especially a style, like, when you're shooting in, like, cinema verite, uh, observational like that, where, where there's no interviews, which is what I prefer, because I don't like talking head documentaries. I'll watch them, yeah. but... Uh, it just, it all depends. 
on what mood I'm in, I guess. But yeah, I, it's that style that I just like to capture things organically. Mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. And as they yeah. happen, that's like what I've always liked to do. And uh, I think that this will turn out at least decent. Keep it under 10 minutes. Good. I, I, after this past year, yeah. there were so many that were like <laughs> so many minutes. Yeah. It's just ridiculously long. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. And it's like, if you're going to make a really long film like that, at least make it interesting and you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's very hard to make an interesting film as a student yeah it's it's a, it's a well so i saw one of your old films um i remember when we did that like film festival thing yeah for j3 mm -hmm. studios uh you uh it was like a it was a music video for um 10 mile stereo by beach house it was ppp Oh, oh, it's PPP. Um, yeah. I guess like uh, so. That's and that's an entirely other you know form of mm. of you know bringing visual art to you know an, an auditory art. So I guess mm, like absolutely. you know what were what was like how is that different than traditional like narrative films that you made? I would say um, I was inspired. Sometimes I have the idea for the film first, and then maybe I can music that I enjoy, I can, you know, sort of insert that into it, but in that particular case, I was inspired by PPP, that song specifically, to make the film, mm -hmm. um, and so that's sort of, like, working backwards, um, I would say, uh, just music in general is a big, is a giant catalyst, yeah. uh, you know, we're all, we like Beach House, I know we're all, yeah, you know, right. Meriwether Coast Review. Really oh, yeah, huge. the best. We love, we all love that album. Oh, of course, um, it's, it's one of the greatest albums of all time, exactly. Um, huge catalyst for you know, yeah. sparking ideas or just like daydreaming about you know, certain images. That I got to meet A.V. Terra and Deacon oh, really? after that show. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I actually, so I know they're big David Lynch guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I asked mm -hmm. A.V. what his favorite David Lynch movie was, mm -hmm. he said Inland Empire. Interesting. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where'd you see him? Uh, at the Amsterdam Bar and Grill oh, in wow. St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was impactful cause like, I mean, yeah, like they're, they're like probably my, like I would say my favorite group mm -hmm. and like, just to like, I don't know, just seeing just, it was just so surreal. Like it, it doesn't feel like a big deal at all when yeah. you're actually there. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, this is AB Terror, like mm -hmm. who I, you know, have spent literally like almost every day for the past three years, like listening to their mm -hmm. music. He's standing right in front of me, and he's just a guy, mm -hmm. you know, a yeah. guy inhabiting this room. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it would be like, um, I mean, for you, it'd be like, you know, when in Beach House, it'd be like Victoria Legrand, yeah, like just, exactly. you know, in the same, there. In the same <laughs> yeah, coffee shop as you. Exactly, or like yeah. That. No, but no. it's, I feel like it's kind of cool because, like, I've experienced that a little bit with music journalism mm -hmm. in the city, where I've like. If I happen to really, really like like a band's music mm -hmm. and like I just have some kind of like spiritual or emotional uh, like episode or moment with it, and then like I get to like talk to them after the show, mm -hmm. have them on this show, mm -hmm. and just like get to talk to them as a human being, it's like there's it's it's so weird, yeah. man. It's yeah. just so fucking weird, like because it's like you know that person. Your idea of that person is shaped by their yeah, art. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But you don't know anything about necessarily like their personal exactly. life or mm -hmm. the space they take up, like, mm -hmm. you know, physically. 
Yeah. yeah. I right. think a lot of people um, try to say like you should separate like art from the artist, which I don't necessarily agree with because I think in order for that art to exist, it has to come from the artists themselves and what they've experienced yeah. throughout their entire life. So, you know, it's whenever I listen to music that I love, you know, I try and learn as much as about these people mm-hmm. behind the music because, you know, what they've experienced is, you know, very similar to probably what I'm going to experience. Yeah. Right and man, it feels so good when you find out you like agree with them. Yeah, like, exactly. So much shit. Like, exactly. When you see Grizzly Bear performing yeah. at the Bernie Sanders rally. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that was amazing. And it's like, um, beautiful. Yeah. And it's like, wow, like, I'd like, it kind of like affirms you. It's like, I would actually hang out with these guys. Yeah, or something oh, yeah. Like that, definitely. Yeah. When I saw them at Summerfest last year, that was also a very surreal moment. Oh, just yeah. like seeing them like, right there, right there. They're right there, but yeah, very out of body experience. I know, I know. <laughs> and this, this show kind of helps me with that because, you know, eventually like I'm going to want to talk to, you know, maybe higher profile people mm-hmm. on the show eventually. Like if I, if it goes far enough, if like I take it there. Um, and it's something I have to get used to because Mm -hmm. like, I mean, and you guys can most likely agree, like (coughs) fanboying is a fucking ugly ass thing. It sucks. It's horrible. It's Mm -hmm. like an artist doesn't want to be seen as, as a God or Mm -hmm. as some kind of like grandiose figure. They Mm -hmm. want to be seen as a human being. Otherwise... Otherwise, like it's it makes them afraid to like go out into public and do mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah, exactly. Because and I don't think a lot of fans realize that when mm-hmm. like you go up to your favorite artist and you're like, oh my god, I love you so much. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, you changed my life. Oh my god, like look at this tattoo I have. Oh my <laughs> yeah, god, like, yeah. And mm-hmm. and um and like I mean you know we all have to curve ourselves and. And it's like at the end of the day, like I'm sure if you just say like, yeah, I, I, if you meet somebody and you're like, yeah, I like your music, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that says yeah, yeah. that says enough yeah. in that moment to them than anything beyond that. That mm-hmm. like you know you're making this whole fucking scene about it. Mm-hmm. Should, yeah. Um. So, don't fanboy. Yeah. Don't fanboy. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> that's a no go. Um, <laughs> Last thing I guess we'll talk about. I want to know what your favorite films were from 2018. Um, I remember, uh, no, Beale Street was 2019. Right? Oh, it's 2018. It was 2019. Well, we, oh, but we saw it in 2019. 2019. We did sure. see it. I would say Beale Street. Um, if Beale Street could talk. That was my favorite. Was yeah. yeah, I think we saw it together. I actually Absolutely. watched that at my parents' yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. on the Amazon. Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. I guess what made you what made it so profound for you guys well just beautiful like a beautiful portrait of love and the these two characters uh what sort of like stands between them you know the characters go in jail i don't want to spoil anything or anything but i I, it's just it was beautiful i I don't really know it's it's just that's the only word i can really use to describe it Mm -hmm. is just absolute Beautiful. He's really good. Absolutely. Barry Jenkins is really good at uh, like smaller roles. Exactly. Sure. It's like he's so good at casting, mm-hmm. and uh, their moments always like stand out, maybe even more than main characters too. Like mm-hmm. 
the role of like the same Brown, Tyree Henry, really mm-hmm. blew me away oh, yeah. the second time, even more mm-hmm. than it did the first time. Sure, I think. yeah, sure. So good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was a really great movie. I need to watch it again, actually. It um, definitely, I think it gets better. Yeah, with replay yeah. value. Mm-hmm. I'd say my favorite movie was probably Sorry to Bother You. I just thought it was mm-hmm. hilarious. I like that. But very yeah. like absurdist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Under the Silver Lake. Check that out if you haven't seen okay, it. Okay, I haven't. Yeah, that's the new. Uh, who's the Who's the director? He did It Follows. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name. Oh, David his Robert name Mitchell, I think. Oh, okay, or something sure. Like that. But yeah, it, it was like there's a trailer out a year and a half ago, and then it just kind of disappeared because yeah. they lost the distributor. Then A24 picked it up and kind of just like on demanded it, and it's so much better than okay. that. Okay, it's just like. It should be watched after Mulholland Drive is watched. Like Ooh, it's just this weird Hollywood conspiracy movie, and it's so awesome. Oh, but it takes so many like leaps and bounds. Like wow. sorry to bother you guys, but I think mm-hmm. it, I liked it more. I might like it more. Sweet, that's it's right up my alley. Shit, yeah. that I was love, good. Mm-hmm. Sorry to bother you was good too. Yeah, um, I also love Blind Spotting. That was really good. Really great movie yeah. about cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. Big conversation we're having these days. Um, also, uh, climax. Uh, by Gaspar No. I didn't see it. <laughs> I was a big this year. Well, I thought it was 2018. It came out in March. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, well, shit. <laughs> well, either way, um, Climax <laughs> is a really, really, um, I mean, it's, heavy. yeah, it's yeah. heavy. It's Gaspar No, so, I mean, it's very, mm-hmm. you know, surreal and distorting and just sort of, you know. Just it, crazy. Yeah, it just yeah. bends a lot of, um, you know, a lot of cinematic norms but it's also like I don't know it's cool to see how people act under pressure yeah like I like movies like that that just sort of test yeah. the human condition in yeah. that way oh absolutely absolutely um, yeah well good shit uh, well we're gonna close out um, so Sabata we'll start with you um, what keeps you up at night what keeps me up at night uh, <laughs> many things many things um, my brain's always on that's a good thing. That's a good thing, usually. <laughs> yeah, brain is constantly on. I would say what keeps me up at night is wondering what I'm going to be dreaming about soon. And either that could be like, you know, when I fall asleep, those kind of dreams are daydreaming, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly, um, I don't know, I'm constantly dreaming about yeah. things, you know. And I would say, I guess that kind of is sort of an oxymoron sure. of sorts, but um, yeah, what keeps me up at night is dreaming. Great. Sure. Uh, what keeps you up at night, Charles? Old movies. Old movies. Yeah. I love watching them at night. Ever seen Duck Soup? I've seen The Essential Duck Soup. I should watch it's like, it though. It is the funniest movie that was ever made. Yeah. Um, Marx Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I grew up on the Marx Brothers, yeah. so. Um, but no, I need old movies. I need to get more into um, the best they're the best it has to be black and white if it's like at midnight yeah i don't know why it just feels right it gives you a nighttime it yeah. gives you some sort of weird nighttime view but yeah definitely old movies sure what puts you to sleep puts me to sleep is um hmm good question uh I'm a multitude of things i would say it's usually either just music or sort of uh Sort of a, yeah, okay, I would say it's either music or if I'm falling asleep at night, it would be the satisfaction of knowing I did everything I was supposed to do that mm-hmm. day. That's what puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. Yeah. 
and old movies. And old movies. Yeah, yeah. 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 they keep me up, but they do put me to sleep. Thank you for being Absolutely. on the show, guys. Yeah. Watch more movies. Uh, make time for movies. Mm. Uh, movies are a very powerful medium that you can find yourself emotionally connecting to a lot. Um, don't fanboy. And uh, yeah, I guess um, go with your instinct. Dream more. Dream, yes. Stay dreaming. Mm -hmm. Dreams are dope. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Peace.